Oh, I wanted to point out, I uh, went and saw Santa uh, Savannah Bananas, got myself some merch. It's a pretty sweet hat. Yeah. Yes. They're, uh... <laughs> Good. I was going to say, much like um, the Globetrotters of baseball, um, do they, do they win every game? Because Globetrotters th- always win, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they gotta. They make it interesting. You know, they were trailing. They always come back and win. You know, like I said, like I feel like one of the. That's kind of. I mean, I get. I get the trope. Like they always win. The better. But like I, I feel like they could also make it work while actually playing the game. And that being like, I wish they it's, would have than just. It is a. It is a circus. It is like it is. Like how people refer to pro wrestling as sports entertainment, this is absolutely sports entertainment. This is, yeah, it, it, it is like every like every at bat. I swear, <laughs> like they literally start the game and then they do a trick play and they're like that's the five hundred trick play, and then they go to a video package for like two or three minutes of all the trick plays throughout the season. So it's like it's just mocking sporting events and live sporting events. Yeah, but like, but like I mean, like they could do seven innings instead of nine and make it like, you know, somewhat of a, I don't know who's going to win because I can only see the Globetrotters beat the Generals so many times. You know what I mean? Like, I wish they could get like a whole like entertainment league or at least like six teams. That way they can like script the tournaments and stuff too. You know, you know you can't script friendship, and we're talking what? about Teen Titans, the Judas contract. I don't know. <laughs> I had no segue. I had nothing, so I was like, I'm just gonna. No, I got. I got. I started rambling. Well, we so. got on the Savannah Bananas topic, and then we we lost it. But uh, yeah, back doing regular scheduled programming. We uh took to the commentary episode. We did the Gotham Knights episode. Now. Uh, we're back in the DC AMU, um, which is good because this uh this actually does reference, um the other movies did, but I think this one I noticed more referencing the previous movies that we did, mm-hmm. uh especially because if you remember Deathstroke died in Son of Batman, but you can't do the Judas contract without Deathstroke, so he it's does true. spoilers he plays a a role in this movie. Um, spoilers if you haven't read it either. Uh, pretty sure it's the book of Matthew. Uh, Judas portrays Jesus. Um, bottom line, uh, yeah, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, um, she sold him for sex and so 30 pieces of silver, which. That's another point that I want to discuss, and part of the reason why my score is a little bit lower on this movie. Um, well, it's an interesting approach because it's I I think it was kind of cool and smart to after Teen Titans versus Justice League to go into this and kind of do this version of the Titans. I. I kind of thought the dynamic was interesting that Nightwing and Starfire were kind of like the parents of the Teen yeah. Titans. I, I like it. 
because essentially they they're the only two. So I want to start at the beginning and the the OG team that they used. So like yeah. Speed, Kid Flash. Yeah, because uh, it starts in a flashback five years before this movie, and yeah, the lineup is Dick Grayson as Robin, uh, Speedy, uh, Kid Flash, Beast Boy, and Bumblebee. That's that. That's the which one. I thought was a different take because most of the versions that I know is uh, Bumblebee's later too. Like she yeah. would be this current cast, and Raven would be an OG member. And Kid Flash and uh, isn't Speedy on Young Justice too? Yeah, yeah, that's where Young I Justice, think of it. Young Justice is probably my favorite iteration of Titans. Um, the, the original T-Titans show is really good, too, and I've talked to boners about that multiple times on here already. <laughs> but um, both potential episodes. Great. Those are good because they touch base on this, too, in a, whole, in a different light. And, and this, I, I like this version, too, except... Again, uh, and this is part of my rating, and, I, and I, we'll touch base on that more, but I didn't care for this version of Slade and Terra's relationship. Yeah, kind of creepy. With that being said, we're going we're gonna to rewind, go back to the beginning. <laughs> the movie. Uh, yeah, we'll get there. When, when Starfire shows up, and they're like, who, 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 do we, who do we help? And then they go on, and it's like, uh, it also helps that she's hot. And I'm like, they, they emphasize Starfire and her sexuality DNA, so baby. And it's like, yeah. well, well. So what's funny about it is like, um, the the <laughs> thing that they set up is when Dick sees her for the first time, he instantly falls in love with her, and it's like. Well, yeah, how old is Dick at this point? And look at the way she's drawn. Of course, any teenage boy is going to... If it's five years ago, and he's still Robin, so he's got to be... I mean, obviously, he's in his teens, so like... He's in the Teen Titans, damn it. He's driving. We'll we'll say he's 17 this time, because he's able to drive. I don't know. I mean, he's a sidekick. I get it. He can drive. His Hopefully, he's he's well, eighteen because Starfire kisses him. So. <laughs> yeah, we also don't know how old Starfire is. Uh, so you know what? Know. Yeah, maybe maybe the whole that's that's all di- that's different in space, Luke. Maybe well, let's say, like, maybe <laughs> Tam- maybe in Tamaranian years, she's like thirty-five, but she's only sixteen by Earth years. You know. Sure. Yeah. Whatever helps you sleep at night, I guess. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, the fight breaks out. That's how we get introduced to Starfire. Uh, she kisses Dick to learn the language, which makes me laugh because then Beast Boy's like, "I know Spanish." <laughs> yeah, then, <laughs> a little bit of Spanish. He's like, "Fucking, I, I, I took a freshman high school fresh, uh, high school yeah. French." <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, and then so yeah, we we fast forward to now and. It, Dick is Nightwing, and he's again. Uh, Tara refers to him as like the mother, the den mother, yeah, uh, who's kind of stewarding this new generation of Teen Titans. 
Um, and it's kind of cool because that's how we set up that um, uh, we're going to go after the big bad, which is Brother uh, Brother Blood, who is a pretty common Teen Titans I, villain. Um, I liked, I don't. Yeah, oh, and Mother Mayhem. Great names, uh, DC. Great names. Um, <laughs> Brother Blood and Mother Mayhem. The The Nightwing suit in this one, I don't care for the red. I'm not a fan I, of the red. I never liked the red on Nightwing. The baby blue, the baby blue, or like the the the, the bright like navy, like yeah. It just the I need the pop. I need the the red just. And again, it's probably me just growing up, and it it gives me too much Chris O'Donnell vibe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't like the red either because this is the new Fifty Two suit, and I I just yeah, I've always preferred the blue. Um, yeah, because I think the blue looks better. Uh, funny enough, I actually was watching, because uh, I watched it before you did, and I was waiting for you to finish it, so I was catching up, because I haven't watched any of the new season of Harley Quinn, but I also remembered I didn't even finish season three, so I was going back and watching like the the second half of season three, and night that they introduced Nightwing in that, and his costume, that whole time I watched it, I'm like, how is it? That Harley Quinn, this raunchy adult comedy, uh, Ron, oh goodness gracious, I can't talk. Raunch, raunchy adult comedy has a better suit than he did in this <laughs> the Teen Titans yeah. movie that I just watched. And it's like the animation's fine, his character model looks fine. It's just, yeah, I never, I never vibed with the red. Um, I just think it never. <clears throat> and honestly. And the red has worked in the Batman suit, but I just yeah, red is not the color that I I like to think of with these the back. I always I always go with Injustice, like the alternate timeline where Damien is Nightwing and he's a fucking just little prick. And that's usually where I think of the red, and I still don't like it, but that's where I'm I'm a little lenient on it. So it's different. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about. Uh, Starfire and Dick's banter and their like the way that they were like super in sync. I ship it. Fighting. And uh, I ship it. I liked it. When they were like saying uh, let's do that one move that we were practicing and then mm. she immediately goes. Well I don't think they like it. Yeah. You want me to do it right in front of everyone? Yeah. And uh I mean, that's throughout the whole entire thing because they're just talking about sex a lot. Well, okay. So then it makes me think. So these guys that have been working on these these this run of DC animated movies, I feel like two things. One, they, they all like Dick Grayson because Dick Grayson has been featured in, I want to say, what, like three of the last four movies we've done, Dick was featured because he was a huge part. He was... He, he was a, he's been a crucial he was character to at least two he, at least two uh, he shows uh, up in son of batman he's a big part of bad uh, bad uh, bad blood and he's a big part of this but he's shown up in like three of the last four cuz he wasn't in teen titans versus justice league but um that that is something that batman I was always... robin too wasn't he and uh yeah he was like he's... four out of the five he was training with uh, Damien, but the thing that gets me about that too. So one, they really, I think they really like Dick Grayson, and then two, 
they really like to write about those two fucking because yeah in bad blood they they, there's a call yeah every time she's calling him about fucking like how much is how much is starfighter and dick banging like that's what i want to know and and more importantly in in training it said uh uh two minutes and she's He's like, oh, that was that lasted longer than last time. And then oh, she's no, like, oh, he, he, he fucks me well, good. kids. <laughs> he's like, Jesus. No, in the bedroom, he's much longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking then, teenagers. Sexual thing, harassment. The other thing that I didn't understand, because they use, they do the callback of Beast Boy being on the OG team. And, and then he's on this team, too. Is it is it the same guy? Yeah, how because old is how, how old is Beast how Boy? Old was he? Because I mean, I would assume maybe twenty at this point at this time. Because five years ago, 15, or they're or they're saying that he was like yeah twelve or thirteen when he was first with like the team. That would be but, my that would be my guess is how they would kind of hand wave that away. Because um, if we're being technical, I don't think a lot of them are actually well they are. <laughs> I don't know. It's because Starfire, Starfire. Yeah, we don't know if she's a teenager. And well, Raven anymore is Raven really a teenager? You know, she's the son of of Trigon. Well, well yeah, you know, not, or the, the daughter dumb. of Trigon. Excuse me, but you know. Um, and then uh, okay, so they get the mission completed. They do the thing. They're um, raiding the. They complete their raid, but and then Wing Nightwing basically proposes with an apartment key yeah it wants to move in with and then i did i did and again it's it's the sucker for the fucking bat family because little brother goes to him and he gives him the fucking sign of approval Uh, like that's stupid shit that whole exchange was great because that that is he when he shows up and he's like, Do you ever not wear this? And he goes, When I shower, and he goes, Yeah, speaking of, maybe you should. Uh, and he's like, I'm fine, take one. But uh, yeah, the whole she has my blessing, and he's just like, Thanks, because he like he's trying to just have a conversation with Damien, and Damien's like, What's your angle here? And he's like, I'm just talking to you, like, you know, this is what yeah. human beings do, they just have conversations, and then that led to like, Oh, yeah, she's. You guys are great together. She has my blessing. Live together. And I was like, thanks. And I love how Dick accepts it as a way of like, thanks. Like it was really important when it's like, you who fucking cares? Like you, I, <laughs> I don't need your fucking approval. Um, the I like I liked what they did with Brother Blood, and I like that whole setup. But my one of my problems with the story and how this is this like. They introduce him, they make him as, like, the threat, but, you know, knowing DC, I know that Deathstroke's going to show up. I know Deathstroke's really going to be the main thing because the Judas contract's always been about Deathstroke fighting the Teen Titans. But, like, he disappears for a good portion of this movie. Mm-hmm. And then he has, then he could show up in the third act, so then we could have the fight <laughs> with the Titans and him. Dude. I I just think it was Probably. a, uh, it was a kind of, kind of done with more of, like, little like cuts to him and what he's doing like, in the background you know what i mean this, they almost should have made this like two different movies 
Because they like, smashed two, yeah, like two common <laughs> Teen Titans characters into one movie. This was this was an hour and twenty minutes, so that's almost twenty minutes longer than a lot of these other ones have been. Yeah, it's and a so long like one. They, just, they packed a lot. Oh, the next but, one's long too. The next one's like feature length too. It's a uh, like about an hour and a half too. The Suicide Squad the, movie. The fucking uh, scene where blood is in the in like the jacuzzi, like the the hot tub deal. And she comes in and is talking. Oh, this to is him. a cool scene. I really like and this. Like, yeah. Dude, this fucking thing was so fucking metal. Because he's like, he says something along the lines of, I, I bathe in the blood of my enemy. And he like, looks up. Keeps him alive. Crucified. Fucking bleeding into the tub. And he's just chilling in it. Like, yeah. it, it's what gives him his immortality and his fucking power. Like, dude. Yeah. That shit's crazy. Yeah. Uh, But... He he is apparently made this plan nine centuries in the making, which makes me laugh because I'm always like, nine centuries, nine hundred years, and this is the best plan you got. But anyway, um, before that, the reason he was on doing a TV interview because that religion that he was a that he created was getting steam, and they did a sit down like CNN sixty minute style interview, and the guy kept questioning him. I'm like, don't you think this is like a cult? And then he, yeah, then we get that scene of him in the jacuzzi and the dude just being hung up by his wrist. He's saying, don't fuck with me, bro, because I don't take shit. Yeah. But then they're like, why aren't you worried that the Teen Titans keep messing, you know, Nightwing and the Teen Titans messing up our bases? And he's like, I got a plan. And then, dun-dun-dun, Deathstroke's alive again because he's talking to him in a a cemetery because he's in a cemetery. He's like, why are we always coming here? He's like... Having because blood's talking, and there's just nobody else there. Of course, Slade is there, but he's talking not at Slade. And Slade's like, "Why do you want to meet here?" And it's kind of creepy that you're talking to these these in the cemetery. And he's, yeah, and he's like, "Well, I talk to the dead, you know, whatever." Pay attention because that sets something up later. Um, there is still even in death, there's still a little wisp of life left. Yeah. So anyway, that's the setup of like, what's the plan? Oh, he wants Deathstroke to get the Teen Titans and go after them. And that's how we get the Judas contract set up. So, but yes, the big reveal there, of course, is Deathstroke was back. I really like the desk, the guy who did Deathstroke's voice. Um, I thought he was pretty good. I, I, I actually really like Deathstroke in this because he is such a shit bag and not even for me i i can't i don't have a problem liking shit like shit bag characters he was such a douche that i really hated him and it was very effective of him being the villain because he was annoyingly good and you're like yeah. in your head you're thinking like well how are they going to beat this guy if he can just easily beat the fuck out of nightwing like he did and beat the fuck out of all of these kids which you know that's another thing is and that's I good that's good that separate, he's frustratingly that good two separate notes the one is um when he's fighting robin when he he's like oh should have known you've been pounding around in a lazarus pit when him and robin are fighting and they're back and forth and then he gets trapped in the concrete later on they have the band he keeps trying to get a rise out of slate to get him to and he just says ah, what the hell he just smacks him and he shit. Just fuck it, pretty much. He says, "He says, uh, oh, fuck. 
Oh, when he called him a dick. Yeah. He. Oh yeah. He texted and he's and he was like, "Oh, that's right. You're more of a dick." And then he says, "I'm out on patrol. Don't bother me." Like that shit was funny. And then when he's fighting fucking Nightwing and he goes, "You're." whatever fighting style is a little off you're oh you're you're, you're stand your you're, uh, are shoddy and then he goes nightwing overrated yeah he, he says your uh your i think he said your kenta is too is it needs work your spacing is shit is what he said yeah. and yeah and then that was great the one that made me go okay all right was when he fucking throws an essay at Jaime, I'm like, geez, like it's not a slur, but it's still kind of like racially charged. And I was like, whoa, when he says that would be the pod essay, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, Slade. Like it wasn't again, it's not a slur, it's not anything terrible, but it's still like obviously racially charged. And I was like, whoa, okay, um, no, yeah, I, I think Slade uh, beat the crap out of him for being mouthy. He like looks and he goes, "You guys know what I'm talking about." <laughs> you you know you want to, yeah. That's the thing is is I think Sl- they did a really good job of making him making a good Slade uh, uh, enough. Like I said, that he's likable, but I'm also like he's kind of, he's really a shitty person and really a shit bag because of the way that he talks to these teenagers. And also, let's let's not brush past the fact that he's beating the shit out of teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not. Nightwing's not a teenager, but you know Wait, that brings me to my, my next point. The reason why I'm lowering my rating a little bit in this movie because well, should we get into it? Should we Stockholm, get into the Stockholm syndrome that was Tara and Slade, and 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 I don't like this version because it's kind of gross. Kinda I don't weird. know. So, I don't know anything about Tara, this character. I've I've never read anything with her character. I don't know anything about her. So this is my she, first the, introduction. Well, there's there's different versions because she's Tara Markov, which is she's like it's not it's not Russian. It's like not Czech Czechoslovakian or whatever. It's some angry mm-hmm. vodka drinking accent. And I don't. <laughs> I mean, to not sound um, stereotypical of the fact, but it's one of those like the deep drawing like. Ugh, blah, blah, that kind of yeah. act, like Markovia, maybe I think that's what it is. But it's like you know what I mean. She's a princess, and um, their whole thing is trying to fabricate DNA. And she's an experiment, and that's one version. She gets the whole their whole um, genetic makeup in their line of family is geographical. So like. Um. Yeah. Rock, 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 rock related. So they all have different rock powers because Geoforce has lava and shit. Um, that's her brother. But like, that's their whole thing. And then uh, the parents, the king, queen, get murdered somewhere along the line. Slade abducts her because of her powers. They put her in like this weird, like meta slave trade where they just fight in an underground. Fight yeah. Club. Yeah. Well, and and according to this movie, like she's clearly... there's always a betrayal. There's always the stick them with the Titans, get them to trust you, fuck them over, and then she has that feeling of retribution and well, they do like 
they do flashbacks um, when the Titans are trying to help her out and stuff because then she gets flashbacks of that that experience and all that stuff. But what makes me like what make, was like <laughs> what is really funny is HBO Max's like description of it kind of spoiled this for me because. Because it says a new member of the team might have ulterior motives. I'm like, who's the new member right. of the team? Oh, Tara. <laughs> well, yeah, there's an after credit scene, I think, in uh, the last Teen Titans movie that had her showing up. Yeah, yeah. But, but, okay, so her power set, and Slade says it too later, it's like, it's an upgrade. Her power set is probably one of those stronger ones in this team because it's a cool power because she just or Terra terraform so she takes like rocks and moves shit and throws shit around but yeah, again um, all back to the beginning of this episode great names dc <laughs> Terra's not bad but brother blood and fucking mother mayhem and we're not even talking about uh jack kirby's new gods with granny goodness and yes uh big Bart big barta yeah or Bert is it barta barta yeah, I think it's part of. It. I don't know. Well, she's her and Miracle Man or a thing, uh, or Mister Miracle. Sorry, Mr. Um, Miracle. good shit. Tom King's book on oh, Mister Miracle is fucking unbelievable. But um, getting off topic. Uh, so yeah, what what happens is Slade gets hired. He lures Nightwing into getting captured because he follows Tara, which makes me laugh. Where Tara figures out he's following him. Uh, he's following her because she goes, uh, she's an Earth-based character. So she's like, you don't think I wouldn't recognize vibrations? I'm like, that's pretty, that's a clever bit of dialogue. I'm like, of course she would. Makes sense. So yeah, then, uh, yeah, the Slade and Damien fight, which uh, was great because we get more of that. But yeah, I'll never forget when he walked up to him and he's trying to go to him. And then he's like, ah, fuck it. He doesn't say fuck it, but he's just like, screw it and slaps him anyway. Because he hate he fucking hates that kid. He hates him so much. He came back from the dead to kill this kid. He makes the line of "You kill, you took my my old family, so now I'm gonna take your new one." Yeah. Because he wanted to be the new. He wanted to be the leader of the league of assassins. Um. Yeah. So he kidnaps so Robin, they, and then the they they run. set up the next part. Yeah, where Tara continues her relationship with uh, Beast and they get everything ready to go. I want to say yes, Tara's relationship with Slade is weird and I feel like it's creepy and they make it seem that she is older than she is and they say that she is older, like the movie flat out says, hey no, it's not a pedo thing she's she's of age I don't care, it's creepy I don't like it it's it's unnecessary, I think. I think that it doesn't do anything for the story, in my opinion. I you could have made you could have easily made her look at him as a father figure. Yeah. That's, I don't that's know why they had to make it where she wants to fuck him. I don't know why. why. And that's why I said is I don't like this version because in most other or all the other versions I know is he's the he's her father figure because she was taken when she was so much younger. And he's all that she's known. And so when she's shown affection and when she's given advice and when like Dick is stern with her and everything, it's like, it, it's still sympathetic. It's like, uh, all I've known is, is being yelled at. 
beat yeah i mean it, it, make, it make yeah it makes sense that, that conflict of do i really should i really be betraying these people because they've treated me better than i've ever ever known and so that's why that that battle in between inner brain of i want this this man that has raised me basically my father or this new family that actually i feel like they care about me. yeah but my <laughs> I guess my problem too is you you could have done that cuz we we touched on um like yeah we we've touched on like the the dynamic with the with all of their parents and things like that and their own their own traumas or shit like that and you could have done it in a way that didn't come off sexual I just think that it was an unnecessary change or an unnecessary um approach this i think yeah it would make sense with her history of abuse why she would uh be with an abuser yeah that all makes sense but uh but i just you could have done it a better way i think that whole thing is just really clunky um the jaime stuff where he's uh has a thing for a girl and then the scarab freaks out because of his blood pressure and he has to explain to the scarab there's this thing called sexual attraction and (laughs) just like it's again they did it. I think this job or this uh, movie has a lot more humor to it, and I think it works better too. Where they actually have like that awkwardness of being a teenager, and they have the the awkwardness of having to explain to his this suit, like, "Hey, I'm just this. I just get the voter. She just yeah, just give me a little tingle in my boxers. Is all I'm saying, you know. Um, but was really cool, uh, really sad because yeah, we find out that Tara has ulterior motives. And she has a nice conversation with Gar, and he just she talks to him about her past a little bit, and he pretty much says all the things where he's like, "Hey, man, we're all fucking broken around here. Everybody." And he and he said the the truest thing a character I think has said in one of these, and it it because it's the theme in Marvel, it's the theme in DC, it's the theme in all of these. Where he says, "Pain is what makes you a hero." I was like, oh, that was a really nice scene, really sentimental. She finally kisses him. And again, it gives me that nostalgia of when you were a te- when I was a teenage boy and it was like this girl that I was crushing on finally gets kisses me and it's like, "Oh my gosh," you know, like and like so it's cha- dancing around, changing from animal to animal like And it's, like, it's a very cool relatable boy. scene, you know. <clears throat> I mean, I actually don't do that until she's out of the room for, for you know, to save mm. myself the embarrassment. But of course, you know, Jesus. <laughs> all right. Um, so we get to the third act of this movie. Uh, but before then, uh, Slade is already kind of turned up at the apartment, which was oh, this I love this so much. So again. Dick gets a cool scene of like him figuring out how all the Titans got um, attacked or got captured and they do this cool like him finding at the crime scene and then playing it out in his head of what would happen like recreating the crime scene. Best one was be- the best one beast was the boy. Beast Boy the Kevin Smith thing. So he's trying to get a chance to win an uh, opportunity to be a guest on, the, on a Kevin Smith podcast. So he shows up and the button is like you just hit the button for yes. You want to try and audition for the show. So he just goes, okay. He leans over and hits it. It literally just shoots arrows right directly at him. And then Dick goes, Oh, Gar, come on. 
Like, because it was, it was just said, do not press. And so he's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was the most obvious thing to like get him. But um, so he's he's trying to get Cora and tell her like, hey, the shit's compromised. They're on to us. Gets back to his apartment. Slade's waiting for him. We have the fight. We already talked about where he's like, you, you're you're uh, spacing his shit. And he's beating the shit out of him. Uh, but they're... He, he dislocates his shoulder. Oh, yeah. So he's falling. Dislocates his shoulder. So at one point, he is fighting Deathstroke with one arm. And then Deathstroke, as he's trying to throw a knife at him, Deathstroke shoots Nightwing. He falls over. First thought in my head is like, well, he ain't dead because there's no blood. Like I know it's PG thirteen, but even in this, when people get shot, you'd see blood. I'm that, like, he's not that dead. That was really cool because he's using the this like board to like stop knives and different shit. Oh, that and whole they, fight scene was awesome. That chase where they're like they're running this, through like the I market. Said, this, this movie slaps. There's some I, really good really action good. in this movie. I enjoyed this one a lot. Yeah, but when he gets up out of the water and he unzips his jacket, he pulls the board that he was using the whole yeah. time and his shirt like that. That's just stupid, quick, quick shit that only a fucking crazy person from the Bat family would think of, you know? Yeah. Someone who's always fighting for their life. But, yeah, so he's not dead, so he'll clearly show up in the third act because that's how stories work. Um, So we find out that the Judas contract was not to kill the Teen Titans, per se, like kill them in a traditional sense. No. Was, was capturing them because earlier in the movie we saw one of uh, Brother Blood's disciples uh, essentially get pumped full of superpowers and uh, we find out that he's creating a machine and he wants to get all the Teen Titans together and take all their powers and put them into himself okay. so he could become they a just god. Straight up, they just be like, hey, thanks for your service. Yeah, you bang and they shoot him in the butter, face. Which, after credit scene, he didn't die. So, there's that. Wow, spoilers. Uh, so here's what here's here's another thing that I thought was funny about the writing. Um, it was pretty silly to me. The betrayal of Tara makes sense, but the explanation for for Slade's betrayal doesn't make sense because they said we need every Titan. Where's Nightwing? Nightwing doesn't have powers. What would Nightwing bring to this? This is why it's stupid. No, no, let me let me let me cook. Let me cook. Because the only reason that is there is a plot device to have Slade betray Terra. Because it doesn't make any sense. Dick doesn't have powers. (laughs) Because they wanted the life source. I know. But because that's the same reason why they got Damien up there. You don't have shit. Because when that betrayal happens, I was like, it, I connected the dots because I was like, well, Dick doesn't even have. What, and he's like, well, you know, but it wasn't was part of it the whole, the whole time. I know. It because was an, it was not, an effective twist. Because Dick's not a Titan. Yeah. Tara was the Titan. It was the well, it was the bruise well, the whole time. We got to take a break here before we wrap things up and we wrap up this story. I'm just saying. A little obvious. So, look, all I'm saying is kind of kind of right in front of our faces the whole time. So, which was, a, I will say, the whole execution of Slade betraying Tara was pretty good. Where he goes, there's a sixth pod. We need a sixth per- person in there. You understand that's how the contract works. And Slade just nods. So then Tara gets thrown in there. She's like, what the hell? You know, and he's just like, hey, man, contract's a contract. <laughs> Like, 
Again, great. He's a villain. I love it when these show. I like. I don't know about you, but I've just been noticing more and more that we 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 see like stories go out of their way to like make you kind of sympath you sympathize with the villain a little bit too much. Yep. And I like how this one is just like, no, he's just a fuckhead. He's just a bad dude, and he betrayed this person. You know, I yeah. love. He has no remorse, and that's a great. Because he's a goddamn hitman. Of course he's not gonna have any remorse. But um but this was again, this was sick. Like Nightwing coming in and saving him was awesome. I love that because they get the they get him pumped up, he gets all gets a good portion of the powers, and then as it's happening, you dudes are like getting taken out because Nightwing's running in, he throws a batarang, destroys the thing, gets <clears throat> free, but he didn't get there quick enough because uh, Brother Blood has gotten most gotten their powers. So now they're fighting them. Damien and Dick run off to fight Slade, which is funny to me because it's like guys without powers over here and fight everybody else with powers over here and fight. <laughs> which honestly, I don't have a problem with it because it would make sense. Like Damien and Dick would fight Slade over on the other side because they're like, we're we're not dealing with superpowers. Yeah, we can't keep up with that shit. Yeah, we're not gonna fucking fight them. We're going over here. Um, but it's a it's a callback straight up, like almost word for word, because um, right before this happens, Damien and Tara have a have a back and forth, and he's saying he's just he's just basically he's just giving you the Stockholm and. He's telling you everything that you've ever wanted. Classic abusive relationship. He's just telling you to get what he wants out of you. And like Raish did to him. And then, like, right as he walks in, he says, then we could be together. And it's like, that's what she's wanted this whole fucking time. Yep. Yep. And he keeps, and she realizes a little bit right there. And then she goes dangling that carrot. Gives herself some black lipstick and an undercut. And she's just straight spiky hair in the shit. And that's when the whole betrayal happens. And then we get a weird, unnecessary shrieking moment from Tara. And I'm just like, wow, we could have we just had a moment of her just doing the thing. But she has this, like, battle cry screech. I watch with subtitles, too. So I always get the added loud screeching, like, in the times of that. I just, I thought I was dumb. But anyway... Um, her and Slade's fight because she comes out of her little, I don't know, sleep from being drained of her life. She was, I guess. She was coming out of her cage and she was doing just fine. <laughs> yeah. And so the whole fight with her and Slade because she's pissed that she did all that stuff for him and he doesn't give two shits. Um, I feel like their whole fight sequence was out of order. Yeah, because... Yeah, I was confused by that too because she drops a, these boulders and he goes, Oh shit. And, and it it's cuts, literally like kills him. And it cuts to the other fight. fight. And then it comes back and then he's like running around with fucking yeah, rocks. I did, yeah. <laughs> and then she brings the house down and he's just like staying in the exact same spot from the first scene. Sorry, kid. <laughs> and then she just flattens him and it's like, it would have uh, been more if we had the fighting, the oh yeah. shit, then the avalanche. But they they had it weirdly. Yeah, it quick. seemed like yeah, like it was cut out of order. Yeah, that was weird too. So that was really that, that. That will affect my score. Um, like I said, there's not a lot to gripe about in this movie because 
I when I was watching it, I was like, dude, this is almost a perfect 21. This is a blackjack, but the Stockholm, um, weird sexual tension with yeah. Slade, not a fan. Kind of unnecessary, uh-huh. in my opinion. Uh, animation was, you know, downgrade because of the red Nightwing. And again, I'm I'm just picking. I'm just I'm being picky. That's a <laughs> nitpick. That's not. A... And, uh, oh, it is. Um, and then and then the Slade terrifies. Those three things are the only things that I really had a problem with. Because this is a solid movie. Like uh, the instant nostalgia of the original Titans team when. The driving in the T car, which fantastic name, DC. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, shit, the Titan Tower is literally just a giant, giant T. T. <laughs> like, we're the windows. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> They're going to see all these secret identities. They're going to know. Um, gonna know. I also um, think it's funny that, or funny, not really, but I, I think it's interesting that. Uh, they brought over um, the arc where Jaime is struggling with the suit from uh, the previous movie. They brought it into this one. Funny bit about that, the suit doesn't like his dad, which I thought was funny. It's like he's talking. It's this like, weird, like, girlfriend bond because it's he's having these weird, like, coming-of-age issues. It's kind of like DC, and this is funny because Blue Beetle came out before them, but Jaime Reyes I, hasn't existed until, like, 2006 or something like that like he's fairly recent but he's third third generation his version of blue beetle is like dc's version of venom where it's like it's not necessarily fully venom because it's tech and shit but it's tied to it's bonded to him and yeah it's it's sentient and all that shit um it's from it's from like an ancient alien race which is it ted cord the original yes he got it or found it because he's like some weird scientist dude finds it, studies it, uses it as inspiration. So I have not seen Blue Beetle. So I, can't, I can't spoil this for you, but I, I heard that like they were going to try because Ted Cord is not in this movie in, in Blue Beetle. But there was they said the reason for that was like if there was ever going to be a sequel or something, they were going to try and say the sequel was going to be tied to booster gold and ted cord where like because they want to do that booster gold show and the idea was going to be somehow that like booster gold they find booster gold and they try and go because some ted cord isn't dead or anything he's like lost in time or some shit i don't know but who well, knows because that movie did well that <laughs> he wanted jason sudeikis i guess which I can i'm not that. Not not against it, but uh, I saw that Sean William Scott jokingly in an interview a couple months ago was like throwing his hat in the ring to be Booster Gold, and I'm like Stifler's Booster Gold is kind of a genius move. Yeah, get on it, James. There's, well, after the strike, so many, <laughs> there's so many rumors um, circulating about it being Chris Pratt, which just as a joke, I hope because yeah, because again, like it'd just be doing Star Lord again. That's what I was gonna say. It's literally the same guy. But anyway, I, so I just care for the recasting over again and bigger rules. It's wrapping There's, it up. I want to say the epilogue yeah. of this is such a bizarre decision, but I love it. They got Kevin Smith to voice himself yeah. where he does the interview, which, 
which is kind of fun. So this is how they deliver the the model the the epilogue of the movie is Beast Boy is describing what's happening after the fight in this podcast. And I was like, oh, that's kind of neat, kind of a neat idea. And then, um, but I will say it was kind of funny. Kevin Smith's like, yeah, so new person to come in after fucking Tara bit it, huh? Like he didn't say it like that, yeah. but he might as well have. And then the, <laughs> Beast Boy is like, like too soon, upset, and he's like, yeah, a little bit. Um, oh, they brought, what's Wonder Woman? God, what is Wonder Girl? <laughs> yeah, it is actually Wonder Girl. Yeah, that's what I thought. So that was them yeah, teasing that she, she's on the Teen Titans now, uh, which is cool. We're gonna do a lot with her. Um, and uh, that's well, also, I want to say while it's on my brain again. What a weird sw- change up of watching this and then watching Harley Quinn. Uh, because you had that Wonder Girl thing, and then I remember I was watching the Valentine's Day special. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. She when she tricks Wonder Woman like that <laughs> to get the lasso of truth. That's what popped into my head. Um but overall, I think this was a fun movie, fun Teen Titans flick, and I thought it was smart that they did it with the new 52 teen titans and they tried to do in showing that you can use a different lineup in the teen titans and make it work then it's like doing? it's usually the same core characters which like, it is here the only difference is cyborg they swapped out cyborg yeah, for blue yeah. beetle and tara and, and uh dick and and Star right, they're, yeah. they're older. That's the only. And Damien is the Robin, not Dick. Yeah. So like, or, or Tim. It, yeah. Which again, I do. I do enjoy this. This 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 version really well. Yeah. I can't, but there's just there's tiny. Oh, I, I agree with you. And and uh, and that's more for me being a fan of the actual, like the original cast. Like that's nothing to say that. The other ones are any worse or any better. I also, so, yeah. I, that. I want to be clear. I think you and I are our problems with the Tara Slade relationship aren't necessarily that she presents young and looks young. That's that that is a it, it is a problem in my you know it is problematic. But I think but you and I are the same in a sense that the the, the real issue is you didn't need to make that a sexual. A relationship you didn't need to have the as sexual tension it could have just been a father son abuse or father god i keep saying it father daughter abusive relationship the fucking the, the part when he betrays her and tells starfire that that grayson is dead and he's like oh we would have been really good at fucking each other because i killed i killed your boyfriend and i'm killing my girlfriend yeah like yeah. Like, that was pretty pretty, pretty for bad. me for me my problem was the fucking obvious well he's gonna betray tara here because why dick grayson doesn't have powers damn it <laughs> damn it no you know my only the only other thing that i could think would be like a justification for that would be like he would gain his like combat knowledge but, but even then it's like that's a stretch but yeah, yeah. his All right. acrobatic abilities jacob you could yeah it's just He's, like, he's able to use a sword because he gets Damien's. I mean, he's oh, years old. He probably was in the ancient funny, war. funny connect, funny callback. 
uh, when they have him captured, Slade says that I could make you be calling me Papa and delivering me my pipe yeah, yeah, yep. in a few days. And then once Damien gets a chance, gets free, he has a lead pipe and he goes, Hey Papa, here's your pipe. And he fucking clangs it on his helmet. I was just, that was fun. Uh, but uh, that's it. Let's rate it. All right. All uh, right. Here. Animation. I give it a seven. I think it's pretty solid across the board. I say the only thing that I'm getting is the red. <laughs> but I, I will, I'll give it. I'll give it a seven because it's. I mean, it's pretty solid because, like we point out in a lot of these other ones, none of the weird CGI animation popped out at me in this one. Like everything. I mean, looked, it's in there, but it's not. Yeah, it's not distracting. Uh, I would say I'm moving on. I would agree at seven. And uh, for me, moving on story, I'll give it a five for the terror relationship and nope. the Dick Grayson pod. <laughs> I'll never forgive it for that. Uh, uh, yeah. Five. Same reasons. Acting. Um, acting. I would give it. Uh, I would give it a six. I really liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Sadly, I don't want to copy your score, man. But uh, that's why I said six, so I could give you a seven. (laughs) I mean, I don't don't know. I didn't care for Tara's voice too much. Wow, sexist. I am sexist, but also, (laughs) also, and I think I've said this before with Beast Boy is, I'm always thinking of the guy that uh, does Michelangelo too, like crazy. Chihuahua toting, ganja smoking, fucking hippie dude. That's all I think about when I think of Beast Boys when it's not him. And it's. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So there you have it. Here you go, America. That's your score. I gave it an 18. Whoa. Did you give it the same exact score that I did? Yeah. Well, then it is 18. 18 out of 21. You hear it here, folks. Heard it here. <laughs> I'm going to say first. You heard, it first. you heard it here first, folks. First. Um, yeah. Episode 12 in the books. Episode 13 in two weeks. We're going to start, by the way, programming update. We're going to kind of shift to doing it every two weeks instead of every week. Uh, just because we got other things going on uh, in our lives. It's true. Especially me. I started a new job, so uh, blame me. If you need someone to blame, blame me, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Suicide Squad Hell to Pay in two weeks. Episode 13 will be our next movie, so that's your homework. Suicide Squad Hell to Pay. And, as always... Well, have it before we go, I, th- this is my first time seeing this movie. Actually, I think this might be the first time I've seen it. Yeah, and I have not next time as well. Yeah, I have not seen Suicide Squad either, so there you go. Now, now, (laughs) as always, for the kids, (laughs) (laughs) I'll pay the last job here with Jake and Tyler.